0: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com with your hosts, statesman sports columnists Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first on Second Thought.
1: On Second Thought, episode 209, brought to you by Hook'em.com and our good friends at Bud Light. My name is Cedric Golden, joined by Kirk Bowles, Taylor's favorite, Duck. And, Duck, a lot to talk about today. We're going to put a bow on the NFL season, talk a little bit about what happened with those Kansas City Chiefs and that GOAT Tom Brady. But first, uh, Texas basketball back on the tracks. Avoided a near upset at the little apple beat Kansas state 80 to 77. I've got to ask you, my brother, is this shock regaining control of what was once the number four team in the country, or is it a harbinger that Texas seems to be on a swift descent? (sighs)
2: That's the million dollar question, my friend. Uh, I don't know, but I have concerns. The fact they had lost four out of five before beating Kansas State Tuesday night, uh, yeah, that that kind of slowed that bad momentum down. I'll, I'll give you that. But you know, to lose four out of five and then to barely get by a really bad Kansas State team, Kansas State was what, one in ten in the Big Twelve.
1: One they, in, lo- they lost to Fort Hays State by thirteen.
2: Hey, they hadn't won a game since December, and that was when they beat nebraska Omaha. Are you kidding me? So this was a bad opponent, and there were no fans. there on the road, and Texas has played pretty well on the road. Forget Stillwater. But, uh, yeah, they're no fans. So you had a bad opponent, no fans to influence the refs and to give the home team some buzz and energy. So I just – you know, if they didn't, con- you know, would they have a 17 point lead? They blew late, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they just kind of cruise on and win by 12 or 14, I'm fine. All right, good. You've kind of ridden the ship, but I've got concerns
1: still. Do you? You, do you think there's something going on that we don't know about? I mean, I, I wonder, because uh, teams go through things, Duck, and uh, the pandemic hasn't been kind to American sports or sports worldwide. Uh, they got off to such a great start to the season and, and now they've hit this plateau. Uh, do you, I mean, they lose their coach for, for a game and uh, Shaka comes back. So those little things are, are outliers uh, compared to previous seasons. So do you think that that explains what's kind of been happening? Uh, the, the disconnect uh, that seems to be happening with this team, even though they pulled this one out? I don't,
2: uh, because to a certain degree, everybody's got that same circumstance, and some are worse than others. Baylor going through it right now with five games that have been postponed and or canceled. So everybody's kind of going through that same thing. Oklahoma's gone through it, too. But uh, you're right. They, their momentum was just unbelievable. They were so playing so well, you know, the first, like, 11 games of the year. They just... They were clicking. They had all the elements of a winning team. They were playing great defense. Uh, I don't know. I I think, you know, the worst thing you can do is, you know, have some doubts and lose confidence. And it's always amazed me. You see it on every level, whether it's NFL or major leagues where, you know, batters lose confidence and stuff like that. you would think these are the elite of the elite athletes, but they still lose confidence. So, you know, college kids do as well. You know, the, uh, a couple of things that I think that worry me a little bit is that uh, the inconsistency starting with, but how they're not closing out games. You know, they had a chance to beat Oklahoma State. They had a chance to beat Oklahoma, chance to beat Texas Tech, and they let them slip away, which was kind of Shaka's trademark, you know, those first five years. And that's a concern. They don't have that pure shooter that – well, you know he can get a bucket anytime he wants. Well, I think Andrew's probably the closest to that. But
1: Andrew's pretty pure, but he's a more of a slasher he is. get into the lane type. He's yeah. a natural scorer, but to just depend on him to be your three point presence isn't right. good.
2: Good catch and shooter, you know, from three. And they don't have that post up presence inside. You know, most of the points that those guys get, the Kai Jones and you know, he can hit a three, but he and Jericho Sims are putbacks and you know, rebounds. Lobs. Yeah, exactly, stuff like that.
1: So they don't have that strong post-up presence. So well, a lot of college teams don't have that. I mean, no. that, that's a dying breed. I mean, the, the dumping down into the big guy and he gets a jump hook, those guys are, are, are very yeah. rare these days, even in the NBA.
2: I like a Culver from West Virginia, but mm. you're right. There aren't too many of them. So, yeah, I I still have concerns until I don't, just because of the previous five years. You know, it's like – you know, you'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, but for a program that hadn't won an NCAA tournament game, you know, in Chaka's now his sixth year, it is a concern. And this is when you should be peaking. You know, that's the other thing is that boy, we're mid-February now, and that NCAA tournament's is just a few weeks away, and you don't want to go into that having any doubts.
1: Exactly, and and, and to that end. Um... Uh, Royce Ham, who's who's a who's a really good presence off the bench, but we we both know he's like the eighth guy right. on, on this rotation. He didn't play us one second against K State, and not soon after the game, he tweeted out, "Quote: Loyalty means nothing nowadays." He has been loyal to the program. His feelings were hurt. He didn't get to play, and to that end, Duck, I asked Shaka. About where the locker room is. Check out this little uh, exchange I had with Shaka about that subject. Uh, Yeah, Shaka, uh, when when you're in close games like this, it's a test of uh, fortitude, and uh, teams that are together mentally usually come out, can come out on top of these. Where's your team? Where's your locker room in that area as far as togetherness and chemistry at this point of the season?
0: And I'll tell you what, I'll be 100% honest with you on that. We we really uh, are, are figuring that out. I mean, I think our guys have been really good in that regard all season, uh, all things considered. But I think the time uh, where we were disjointed for a while, uh, guys being away, me being away, I, I think we're still we're still coming back from that chemistry-wise as much as anything else. And, I mean, you've seen, I've kind of played some different guys. Um, I told the guys in the locker room afterward, I'd love to play all 11 of you guys, 40 minutes, and I'd love to get every one of you guys the exact shot you want on each possession, but that's not how it works. And so, in, in some ways, Cedric, we're, and I, I would say we're probably not unlike a lot of teams in this way, we're still kind of figuring out. Like, are we willing, and this is a bigger commitment than it, than it might seem to you guys, but are are we truly willing to lose ourselves in this team and everything that goes along with that? And that's a daily decision. Uh, It's not one you take for granted. Obviously it's an easy decision when you're a coach, uh, but when you're a, when you're a young kid, it's something you, you, you gotta, you gotta think through and figure out, but that's, Absolutely, going to determine the outcome of our season.
1: So, Duck, you look—you you look at uh, Royce not playing, and Shaka's. You know, he's like, hey, I'll, I would love to make everybody happy, but we got to win ball games." And I get that. There's not going to—you're not going to always have a, a whole locker room of happy campers. But the fact that they won and they got out of there, uh, improved to 12 and five overall, six and four in the conference. Um, they are in fourth place right now. As of this taping, behind Baylor, which is nine and zero, West Virginia seven and three, and Oklahoma at seven and four. It's one hell of a conference. And if it there's is. a Big Twelve game on television, Duck, I'm watching because it's the most entertaining college basketball conference.
2: It absolutely is. And I was watching the Texas Tech. West yeah, Virginia. me too. That's- and uh, that was the first uh, sit-down protest by a coach that <laughs> ever seen. If you hadn't seen that on YouTube or uh, Sports Center or something, you need to catch that. So uh, the
1: dab, he, Chris Beard, Texas Tech coach Chris Beard, lost his ever-loving mind at the <laughs> officials. It's a six-point game with about twenty seconds to go, and he lost. He just absolutely lost it, gets teed up, uh, sits down on the court, gets teed up by the ref, gets up. He's being restrained. And then he remembers, oh, I'm still a good sport. He goes over and daps yeah. up Huggy Bear. I, loved it. I love it. Daps guys. up Huggy Bear as he's taking his leave and – uh, man, uh, it's an entertaining season, but I've never seen—I've seen Chris Beard man, but I've never seen him. That was some Bobby Knight stuff there.
2: In, I and sometimes always wonder how much of it's calculated, but
1: not—not sit not—not not at that time. But no, but he not, was, not in a six-point game when you got a no, chance. The game was over. The game was over. Because- They're down by six, Duck.
2: Yeah, it was like 25 seconds or something. I said
1: Thomas scored 12 points in like 10 seconds. It's never over until it's over.
2: Well, McClung had fouled out. The last two fouls, I thought, were beyond suspect. One of them, I didn't even think he touched the guy, and he fouls out Mac McClung. And uh, the fourth foul on an inbounds play, I thought, was very questionable. And I think in his mind – we're not winning this game. And I think, you know, you can do yourself to the fans. You're standing up for your team. And like you say, he's a classy dude. So, you know, he dapped up uh, Huggy Bear. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was very, very entertaining. And, uh, and I, you know, we, we've said before, we like it when Shaka gets a technical every now and then. Sometimes I just think Shaka wants to be their friend. And that's a tough for a coach. You know, a lot of times, if you're going to be that kind of guy, you better have a lot of bad cop assistance. But, you know, we all like Shaka and respect him and think he's a good dude. But I don't know. I, I still wish he kind of would lose it a little bit more. I don't know if he lost it. But if it it it's not time.
1: him, I don't I don't think he needs to lose it for us or his players. No, if he's, he but can't he, be if somebody you're not. You're right. Yeah. You're, that's not him. I, don't lose it. Don't but lose I lose just to say you did.
2: Well, like the whole Royce Ham thing. I mean,
1: well, you know, he's not trying to be Royce's friend. He's trying to win the game, and, he and be, yeah, yeah. And 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 if, if the real nice guy Shaka would be like, "Oh my God, we got to get Royce a couple of minutes." He yeah. had, Royce hasn't played. Shaka Smart made that decision. I'm going to tell you what I think on that. I think that Royce Ham may not have had a great week of practice, or Royce Ham just didn't didn't figure into what they thought they needed to do to beat K-State. I don't I don't know that we know all the facts of what happened with that, but Shaka Smart, the coach, made that decision. And he Definitely. said he wanted to get some other guys some action. He wanted to get Kamaka HEPA some time. Kamaka comes in, hits a three right away, gets filed on it. He wanted to get Jace Febris back because, like you said, they need that shooter. They need that three-point presence from outside. And so those are guys that can make shots from out there. Royce Ham's not a three-point shooter, Doug. Uh, no. He's not. He's a slasher. He's a he's a shot blocker. He provides tremendous energy. But um, whatever happened, that was Shaka Smart's call. It no, might sure. not have been a popular call in that locker room to sit Royce Ham, but he made it because he knows that he's got to win games.
2: I don't think it matters to the team because – like you say, Royce Ham is the eighth player. I mean, you got Kai Jones, who he considers a sixth starter, and then Brock Cunningham. I think, you know, we, we asked Chuck about it Monday. Why didn't you put Jace or Kamaka in uh, to mix it up in Stillwater when you you were atrocious, five for 35 from from downtown? And, and then Horrific. I wrote that in my column. And so I think he kind of made that decision after Stillwater, like – Uh, I need to kind of, because you need these players. You you don't want them sitting two weeks without having been in a game. And especially when you're a a shooter, then Jace can be streaky as we all know. So I think he kind of decided before the game, he's going to get Kamaka HEPA and Jace Febris, some playing time and, Who's the odd man out in that? It would be Royce Ham, And I bet you Shaka sat him down and explained that to him. And uh, because Royce Ham doesn't need that playing time near as much as a shooter like Jace Febris to either stay sharp. It's like getting the guy a pitch hit and roll. You know, you're sitting him. He's a utility guy. You got to get him some
1: at bats, you know, if you're, if you're not going to lose him. I'll tell you what, though. Andrew Jones has answered the bell this year. I am so I'm just so excited about his return to yeah. being a really good college basketball player. Twenty four points, easily the most uh, consistent of the three guards. Uh, freshman Greg Brown with seventeen points. Dukk, uh, I saw a murder stat in your nine things column about oh, Greg yeah. Brown. Entering the K State game, he had three points and thirty six turnovers. That it had to be a typo you
2: think a blind man could do better than that. I mean, 36 (laughs) turnovers and three
1: assists in 15 games. I I, I wasn't good in math in high school, but that's (laughs) one assist for every 12 turnovers.
2: Well, I think uh, the the ratio that I've always heard from coaches, you want your point guard to at least have three assists to one turnovers, and the really great ones are five to one or six
1: to one. And a shooting guard like Greg Brown, you want it to be two to one.
2: Yeah, you don't want to be 36 to three
1: in the other directions. So you don't want to be one to 12.
2: Yeah. That guy showed you he's not a complete player. He's got his skill set that needs to be expanded a little bit with his ball handling and footwork and, and passing. So picked it, up
1: another technical.
2: Yeah, he's the tech machine right now. So Shaka
1: said it after the game uh, stop traveling and stop talking to the refs. He said that.
2: What do you make of Coleman, you know, sitting with four fouls? sometimes, uh, then, you know, blowing the dunk that could have put the game out of reach, and then he didn't – to his credit, he came back and made some critical free throws. But what do you think of Coleman in the K-State game?
1: You're a senior. You're a senior. Yeah. And Matt Coleman all season has been reaching in and committing careless fouls early in games, uh, just can't help himself. But to blow that dunk – you're up by four points in crunch time. You're a small guard. I mean, right. you are not Greg Brown. You're not six eight. Lay the damn ball up. Get the six point lead and get get out of there with a win. But you but you you blow the dunk. You're trying for a Sports Center moment on a game that's not even on national television. <laughs> and then and then you um, they give up a three on the other end, and all of a sudden you're in a fight. Yeah. And your season is on the line. You think Shaka Smart wants to explain to us why they lost to a 1-10 team? Ooh. Ooh. As bad as things have been over there for five years? That seat gets you know how, you have, do you know how big that win was? Yeah. Not because they won, but because they didn't lose. Yeah, exactly. is the same situation Saturday, right? And And we know that Matt Coleman has had his problems at the ends of games during his career. Yeah. The shot blocks at Tech, missed layups. We, we've seen all of that. But that would have been the topper. And I'm yeah. so glad that he gathered himself and made those free throws down the stretch. Matt Coleman um, is, is their money player, along with Andrew Jones. And uh, Courtney Ramey showed up, but Matt wouldn't have been able to live that down. Chaka said he was distraught yeah. after that. How about just don't try to dunk? You're not you're not one of those guys. If if you can't make 20 dunks in a row, then don't dunk in a game. Don't dunk. It. That's a, a missed dunk in the first half. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah. With, with the game on the line, it was a it was a a a foolish decision. And I know it's in the heat of the moment and these are young guys, blah, blah, blah. But you're the senior guard of the Texas Longhorns, you are the most experienced player on that team. You're the head coach on the floor. Right. You take the layup. You take the layup. You can, you can dunk next game. You take the layup. And, and I mean, and, and, and after that happened, I was like, they're going to lose this game. They're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Because what's their history? Their history is they usually blow these type of close games. Mm-hmm. This year they want some close ones but that was the kind of game on the road where they, they could have really given up the ghost. And I don't know, I don't know how bad things would have gotten after that. Well, uh, could lucky. you imagine them at um, five and five in this yeah. beehive of a conference?
2: Yeah. I mean, five and five, they'd be like sitting there like in sixth or seventh place. So yeah, it's, it's cutting time. You know, this is when you want to be peaking and the, you know, the defense played well in Stillwater. The offense stunk, you know, then the defense played so-so, and the offense, you know, showed up. So, but you got to get that consistent level because, I mean, I'm looking at the bracketology said, and they still got Texas as a three seed.
1: You can't tell me. i not hey. buying that right now. They don't look like anything like a three-seed the last three weeks. Their res- the resume may say three-seed. They, they have some quality wins. The North Carolina win's not as big anymore, is it? Oh, no. They're not going not. Make- to make it. Make it. Oh. So, that's a blue – that was a – a Villanova win would have been very, very much oh. desired. Had yeah. they figured out a way to be Villanova and hold on to that lead, their resume would be a lot more sparkling. But right now – the, the, their biggest trade right now is uh, we're in the middle of the pack of the best conference in the in the league. In
2: That's the what, and if you want to separate yourself these next three weeks, you're going to do it. And they got TCU on you know, Saturday. It's another game they should win. You know, TCU's four and five in the league. But you still got road trips. You go to Oklahoma. You go to Texas Tech at Lubbock. uh you, uh, you're supposed to go to Waco. I don't know if that Bader game would be made up or not. But I'm got, not
1: going to Waco. Um, no, I'm not I, going.
2: I don't know if Texas is going. I, I mean, know,
1: but I, I think I would. I, I think I'm sitting that one out. Uh, Waco's a yeah. little hot right now for but my I mean, taste. Besides those
2: three games, they got Kansas. You know, coming to the Irwin Center. Angry it,
1: Kansas. Angry Kansas.
2: Yeah, and who's fallen out of the top twenty-five? So they've got. A, tough, tough schedule their, their last eight games, seven if they don't play the, the Bader game, so it's like you say, it's time for these seniors and juniors to take the, the burden, take this team on their shoulders, alright, just follow us, and like you said uh, Matt Coleman, that means don't do the showy dunk don't do the splashy play make the solid play and advance and win. On Second thought.
0: Lovers are always looking for new and engaging content. The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16 year old Justin Mello, plus better known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher.
1: Well, Duck, the um, football season's over, man. Oh, no, no. Uh, no I know, oh, I know, I know. Stake to my heart. Stake to my heart as well. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't show up. Well, how do they not show they at Tampa? Them. We know how to pick them. Well, we do. Well, uh, we could say that with wives, but I don't know about football games. I don't know that we know how to pick those.
2: Well, we, we got Pat Mahomes' uh, lust in our eyes, and we saw the big numbers that he's kept on putting up. But if you don't have an offensive line and you're playing a really good defense, that's what happens. And that's why, boy, Todd Bowles, what a game. Boy, anytime he's interviewing for a head coaching job again, I'm just saying, did you see the Super Bowl? Did you see I held Pat Mahomes, did zero touchdowns, not five, not four, not three, zero, three field goals. And I really thought Todd Bowles should have been the MVP. I wish they'd do something like that. At the very least, I'd make the front four of uh, Tampa Bay my MVP because they were much more instrumental than Tom Brady, in
1: my opinion. Yeah, you talk about um, Indominus Sue, Shaq Barrett. Those guys got after Patrick Mahomes stuck. That kid was running for his life. Oh
2: my and God. There
1: was nothing there was nothing he could do. He would he would get the ball and and he was immediately in retreat. This was the polar opposite of what happened uh, a month or so ago when they when they ran Tampa Bay out of its own stadium. Tyreek Hill, 13 catches for 269 yards, 200 of those coming in the first quarter. I mean, that was a joke. Yeah. And I saw <laughs> I saw your nine things column. Man, I am giving you so many, so much hype today. I saw in <laughs> your nine things column that you just did not like the taunting from uh who was it? Was it Carlton Antoine Davis? Whoever Antoine it was. Winfield, oh, man. it was Antoine Winfield. I'm not you a taunting. Put the peace I'm sign. I'm not and, a taunting
2: guy. I go I don't know. I just, I hate the message that it sends. And I know all these athletes are on TV. Oh, it's a Super Bowl. Let them go. And I don't, I just hate it. I just, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm all in with the celebrations, the choreography. I think it's funny, it's entertaining, and, and that's cool. I just don't like taunting, whether it's Antoine Winfield or Tom Brady or whoever. I just, you know, to me, there's no place in the game for that.
1: So. But you knew, you knew where the Antoine Winfield taunting was coming from. Oh, sure. You knew the I, genesis of it because Tyreek Hill Tyree Tyree threw up the deuces in his face as, before he backflipped into the end zone at he, Tampa.
2: He may be the number one taunter in the NFL. and Oh, he
1: is. He, I don't he, mean I like
2: that either anymore either. So,
1: Have you ever I, seen Tom Brady, that look in his eyes? Mm-hmm. He was – him and Tyron Matthew, the honey yeah. badger, that Whoa. was ugly. Yeah, could have gotten ugly. It could have gotten a lot uglier. Tom uh texted the honey badger after the game and apologized because hey. that's not a side of Brady that we see, but I'm gonna tell you something about TV twelve dog. And I hope John Tyler and Brewer <laughs> are listening. Um <laughs> that dude is the truth. He is. And and like him or not, and I'm not a huge fan of Brady, never have been. Uh that dude gets it done when it matters. Okay. You had the Eli Manning losses. Okay. Whatever. Nick, uh, Nick Foles got, got you one time, but by and large, that's the man. Uh, he's this generation's Michael Jordan. He, he is. just is. And it really takes a little bit of the luster off of William Belichick, it uh, does, Duck. No. It takes a little of the shine I, off I, Belichick. I disagree. How I, did the Patriots do this year? I'm just asking for a friend. How they do? Uh, how, many, how they do?
2: How many rings does Cam Newton have? How many? Why Cam does, Newton led a team to the Super Bowl? Don't hate. No, back in the day. How many wide receivers does Bill Belichick
1: have? Zero. He never had wide receivers. He had, they had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. He had, and he had Edelman last year. That's your guy, Edelman.
2: I love Edelman. But, I mean, I just – I don't know why we got to say one over the other. I just wonder – I always wonder deep down, though, said is a little part of Belichick or a big part of Belichick rooting for the Chiefs? Like, come on, don't let him win. Don't let him win.
1: Absolutely. freaking <laughs> That's human. Why name. wouldn't you? <laughs> Why <laughs> wouldn't you?
2: I'd root for hey, you. Yeah, uh,
1: but Tom's a Tom's a great player, but we're we're <laughs> on the 2021. We're on the 2021. So we're on the So magic. Bill, what, what 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 yeah, we're we're on the training camp. So Bill, what did you think of Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl training camp? <laughs> training camp.
2: <laughs> but Tom Brady,
1: back to Brady. Do you see any drop off with him? No, I don't either. And it's it's crazy, Doug. It's, it's crazy. crazy because uh, you look at Peyton Manning at the end. It was sad. <laughs> he couldn't throw the football anymore. Right. Drew Brees right now can't throw a ball thirty five yards. Big Ben. Not on a line. He can't. Big Ben. Big Ben Roethlisberger after the surgery lost his fastball. His his throwing motion is jacked up, and he's coming back next year. Big Ben, hang it up. I don't think Big Ben should come back. I'm I'm, I'm glad Drew Brees is retiring. Drew probably should have retired last season. Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad Drew's retiring. Uh, Tom Brady looks 35 years old. He does. He could play another five years at this rate.
2: But you could, too, if you ate nothing but celery and worked out and popped vitamins and, and were married to Giselle. You'd be just as uh energetic and athletic,
1: wouldn't you? I eat celery. I pop vitamins, uh, but I eat other stuff besides celery. And uh, that Giselle thing is on the side. That's that's not a, that's not a that's not a full time gig for me. But doesn't he look like a guy that can play another three years? I, I my wife kept going, is he really forty-three? I mean, she kept saying it. And I'm like, I know he's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees looks like he's forty-two. He does. Big Ben is like 38, and he looks much older. Aaron Rodgers is like 37, and he still has his fastball. But Tom Brady just seems like an ageless wonder. I don't know that we'll see anything like him ever again. No. You don't play football for 20 years. No, People don't, don't do that, Duck. It's a brutal game. It's Can't the most was- brutal it's ever been. The athletes are bigger and faster and more violent. And somehow Tom Brady is still at the top of the list. It's amazing what he's doing.
2: Don't you think in the back of his mind that he's not going to speak, I want to play when I'm 50. I want to be a starting NFL court when I'm 50 and show the world I'm going to be the best athlete, sports person, whatever you call him of all time. Forget Michael, Jesse Owens, Thor. So you're
1: saying he wants to stick around forever. Who does he think he is, Kirk Bowles? <laughs> <laughs> you can't stick around forever, Doc. Well, I've got a lot more physical
2: ailments than he does, and I hate celery. But You still have your fastball, though. It's, it's just it's just seven more years for Tom Brady. He he's gets, not going to play till he's 50. And here's the thing. Well, don't bet against Tom Brady, dog. You and I I won't,
1: but, but if you want to bet me on Tom Brady playing he's 50, I'll give you 10 to 1 on that. Would it shock
2: you? Would it totally shock you? Yes,
1: yes. Seven yes.
2: more years?
1: Yes, it would. Um, it would. He's not going to play he's 50. He'll play two or three more years, and that'll be it. That'll okay. be it. That will be it. We're gonna See, Father Time's undefeated, dog. No, it's Father not. Father Time's undefeated.
2: No, it's not, because he's got seven rings.
1: It's clearly not undefeated. It's at worst a tie. Sooner or later, Father Time catches up with you. Tom yeah, Brady can't play seven, until he's 50. When he's this seven. is great. This is great what we're talking about. This is good fodder for the podcast, but Tom Brady will not play until he's fifty.
2: I don't put yeah. anything past him. You saw where Mike Evans. I'll take less money to keep this intact. Now they got a little. You know
1: what? They got that. Ne- they've tasted that nectar, exactly. that sweet, sweet taste of What's victory. Going? And then here's here's what people don't talk about with Tom Brady: the physical, the taking care of his body, the TB12 way is. Is unprecedented. Yeah. It's it's a way of life for this man. He's taken malcontents and made them Super Bowl champions. Fournette, A B. Leonard Fournette on the scrap heap. Yeah. No one wants him. Tom Brady reaches out. Antonio Brown he lived who with just it. couldn't who couldn't get off of, of Instagram and New England. Yeah. Belichick said, you gotta go. That's not the Patriot way. Yeah. Tom Brady reaches out. Rob Gronkowski, this time last year, was getting, was hosting WrestleMania. Yeah. And Tom Brady goes, I'm going to Tampa Bay. You want to come? Yeah, when do I need to be there? You and now what? Gronk says he's coming back.
2: And you know what that says? It says the Packers and the Texans are fools not to listen to their quarterback, keep them happy, and give them weapons. You're that's right.
1: Why, that's why
2: Brady left New England. He Simply New England.
1: put. Simply put, how about Russell Wilson? A yeah. franchise quarterback yeah. who's who's been hit 400 times a year. Yeah, easily. And he's 5'11". If he's an inch, he is 5'11". And he's 175, 180 pounds. Right. Russell Wilson, he's probably 200 pounds, but he sure don't look it. Russell yeah. Wilson said, look, enough's enough. Yeah. You trade. You traded Walter. You traded Walter Jones. You traded all of these Russell Okun. You traded all of these great offensive linemen that have come through here. And 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 what have i gotten for it? I've gotten beaten up. I've got Chris Carson's my best running back. You got to be better than that. Ooh. Get me get me another receiver to go with DK Metcalf and lock it. You need three nowadays. But I need protection. A1, I need protection. I'm tired of getting hit. And so what is Pete Carroll going to do about it? Russell Wilson's not a complainer. He's a team guy. And Deshaun Watson isn't a complainer. He loved Bill O'Brien. He was one of the few people that said he loved him. And now he's disenchanted and and he's frustrated with the direction of the Houston Texans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still needs a, a receiver too. Yeah. I don't I don't care how well they did. I told you they weren't going to make it. Cuz number 1 Aaron Rodgers doesn't run anymore and he cost them and number 2 uh when when Robert Tanyan is your second best receiver, the tight end that no one's heard of,
2: it's not going to cut it mm-hmm. in Green Bay. I got a solution for you. I I got Solutions for everybody.
1: You always have the answers, Banger. Drop some knowledge on us, and don't do, don't say something stupid. Take a deep have, breath before you say this.
2: I Because of unhappy
1: quarterbacks,
2: change of scenery maybe. Trade Deshaun Watson to Seattle for Russell Wilson and a first round draft pick and DK Metcalf.
1: Well, Houston might be stupid enough to do it, but. It won't
2: oh, happen. I, I, but,
1: all right, but here's why the thing: would you, if you're Russell Wilson, why why would you leave an unhappy situation for a dumpster fire? Change of scenery is good, but I don't I don't want to leave Siberia for Kiev. Does he have no trade clause? I don't know who's got. They one. all do. Mostly, all do. I know Deshaun does. Yeah, Deshaun has one, so I'm sure Russell well, I, probably has one too. If
2: I'm anybody in the league, I don't want to go to Houston. No, I hear that loud and clear. But I'm just thinking of. You know, Russell sounds very disenchanted, you know, and uh,
1: – Draft's coming I don't up. Know. They're going to address I, his needs. Draft's coming if, up.
2: If you're Deshaun Watson, why do you want to go to the Jets? Is that what you've read? Oh, yeah, they are Miami. They're, they're the two front runners in the uh, clubhouse. I would never go to the Jets. No, well, maybe Miami. they won 10 I games. Will go, I would go to Miami. They have I'll, a good team. But I – But, you know – But what? I would I, never want to go
1: to the Jets. But I wouldn't want to go to Miami. I'd want to go to San Francisco. Or uh, they're yeah. going to trade him out of conference. They don't. They don't want him handed it to them for the next five or six no. years. They're, they're going to not- trade him. Yeah. Uh, trade him to the Forty Nineers. Uh, trade trade him. Uh, who, the Rams just picked up Matt Stafford, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and the uh, Lions have Jared Goff.
2: Unfortunately.
1: That's, yeah that's just a bad thing for the Lions that but opinion. I would I would I would go, I would want I would petition to be traded to the 49ers. That's yeah. a that's a really good team. Uh yeah. a really good young coach and they have some talent on that squad. I I would want to go to the 49ers.
2: My second choice would be New Orleans. Sean Payton?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. They say they're going to give Jameis Winston a look, but I'm not sure about all of that. I don't but, know that they'll give Jameis a look, Doug.
2: Anybody who gets Deshaun Watson, you got him for next seven, ten years somewhere in that window,
1: right? He's the he. What is he? The second or th- he's the second best quarterback in his twenties in this league. It's Patrick, and then it's Deshaun, yeah. and then then Dak, then Dak. I mean, right? I and mean, Herbert. he's yeah, he's this, and then yeah, Justin Herbert is in there. He's yeah. the second best quarterback in his twenties. He's yeah. going to be great for the rest of his career. He did a lot this year with very few weapons.
2: But if I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to try to win a Super Bowl in the next three years, not five years from now. What is he, 25?
1: I think he's 25, 25. maybe 26.
2: That's why if I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to go to San Francisco or New Orleans or Indianapolis, uh, a a ready-made team on the cusp of maybe winning it all. I don't want to go to the Jets. I don't want to go to the Giants or the um, Jets or the Giants. You know, I want to go to one of those teams that are on the. The Rams would have made sense. I wouldn't want to Jared Goff if I'm Houston, but uh, you know, I'd want to go to one of those teams on the cusp of winning it all.
1: Yeah, I understand that. I understand that, and I, we both agree that Drew Brees is, is leaving. Yeah, he took his pay cut from twenty five million down, down to a million. Right. which lets you know that he's he's out of there um, yeah. this offseason. Um, what do you think about the Cowboys? Dak Prescott, uh, apparently they franchise tagged him again. I think that they're going to get a deal done with Dak this uh, offseason. Yeah. Dak's going to get his thirty37, dollars million, million. Uh, they're going to figure out if it's four years or five years. This season taught the Dallas Cowboys that Dak Prescott is their most valuable player Huge drop off between Dak and Andy Dalton. I think yeah. that I think you shore up your twenty six year old quarterback, and then you try to fix the rest of what ails that team
2: got to have your quarterback. And for them to what to leave him out of their hype video, I mean, what are you doing? Why do you do stuff to alienate you? You look at what's going on in Houston or Green Bay. Why do you go that route?
1: Dak you know, Prescott is the hype on that team. He is the hype. And Jerry a, Jones comes out and goes, "Oh, he's holding all the cards." You said that a couple of months ago, and then you leave him out of the video? Yeah. What is that about? You're yeah. telling him. I mean, that's it's a diss. It's disrespectful. Yeah. And if I'm Dak, I'm like, do I really want to play here? I'm going to get my money wherever I go. But yeah. there are a lot of teams that would be, oh, my God, really? Dak Prescott's available? Are they, they would give a first-round pick for Dak Prescott
2: should they, should the Houston and Dallas just swap quarterbacks?
1: I I think both teams would be I don't think Dak would be happy, but I know that both teams would be happy. Holy I game. know I know I know that the Houston Texans would love to have Dak Prescott yeah. if they can if they can get him. That's that's a great that's a great fit yeah. uh, in that offense. Uh, if they can surround him with some weapons, Dallas would kill for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun yeah. Watson's better than Dak Prescott. Let's just keep it real. He's yeah. better. And he so uh, Dak's very good, but Deshaun Watson is better. So um, I don't see that happening. But the hype video thing was some Bush League uh, weak sauce from Dallas, which I don't really get.
2: Yeah. But two weeks ago, I, I had another solution. I said swap
1: him to Arizona. For Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they love Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. That ain't happening. You're always doing the. You're always swinging for the fences, though. Sometimes you just got to make contact and try to get one through the infield, through the drawn in infield.
2: No, 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 not, not when you're talking franchise quarterbacks. You're telling me if you're, but you're if
1: swapping franchise quarterbacks like like third graders swap tuna fish sandwiches at you know, lunch. Right? That, that that doesn't happen that way. This is business
2: because I don't have to worry about salary cap hits. But Arizona would rather have Deshaun Watson than Kyler Murray, correct?
1: Every team except Kansas City, and, and perhaps the Chargers would rather have Deshaun Watson rather than who they have. Aaron Rodgers, except with that exception. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, there are probably 28 teams who would go, oh, yeah, yeah, bring him in. Green Bay might trade Aaron Rodgers to Houston for Deshaun Watson if they could. Well, Aaron Rodgers, is- 37 years old.
2: They'd really get back at Aaron Rodgers if they traded him to Houston. That'd be a death sentence. He might retire. He might retire.
1: So anyway. Well, before we get out of here, um, what was your what was your favorite part of the NFL season?
2: Oh, the favorite part was getting to the end.
1: You know, they didn't. You're going to say that.
2: Well, they didn't lose one game. That's just incredible.
1: Great job. Great job by the league. Great job. It's still the best league. It's the best league.
2: The best run league. And uh, my hat's off to them that they gave us the Super Bowl. It was kind of a clunker, more clunker than classic, but it was just – it was great. As far as anything else off the field, uh, I guess it's it's exciting seeing these young players come on like – like a Justin Herbert or mm-hmm. like a Joe Burrow, people like that, uh, um, Young, the defensive end in Washington. You know, it's it's just there's so much talent in the NFL, and that's kind of fun to watch. And, and we're kind of seeing a changing of a guard now. You know, New England just kind of ran that with an iron fist now. And I think you picked uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay to repeat next year. You know. Absolutely. And uh, my crazy prediction was that Chiefs would go unbeaten next year. I think they come back with a vengeance. And they then, do. They do. And one thing that's going to be forgotten in this whole thing is how beat up the old line was for Kansas City. It was just a wreck. And, you know, the defensive line for Tampa Bay was running by them like they were mannequins. And people forget that. But this is going to burn in in the guts of all those Chiefs, and they're going to come back with a vengeance. So.
1: My favorite part of the year is, is the finally the young quarterbacks have taken the mantle from the old guys. Tom Brady still got a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong on that. But Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott having an MVP start to the year. Um, those guys, Joe Burrow's playing, was going to be, I think he's going to beat Herbert out for rookie of the year at one point. He was playing that great. Yep. These young quarterbacks, yeah. are starting to take over the game while the older guys, Breeze, Roethlisberger, are moving on to the wayside. Phillip Rivers, end of a great career. Shout out to Phillip Rivers. So right. I think the young quarterbacks are, are embracing this moment. There's still yeah. a couple of old heads around that are going to make some noise, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, but this is a young man's game, and I think these young quarterbacks are going to continue to go on the upward arc.
2: Yeah, like Danny Dimes in New York and Tua in Miami. And, and, this, and this draft is quarterback heavy. Yeah, I saw a mock draft today where the first four picks were quarterbacks. So this is going to be really interesting. These last two years have been very quarterback friendly. So I, I think you're right. I think the torch
1: has been passed, and it's a, it's a good thing for the league. Well, Doug, we will go into our, our uh, six-month period of mourning. Uh, football season is over. But we're still going to we're gonna hit some spring football coming up here pretty soon. Uh, okay. We're meeting with uh, Sarkeesian today to talk some UT football. We'll give you a few highlights on that next week. But that will do it for Episode 209 of On Second Thought. We appreciate you guys stopping by to hang out with us. For the Ducks, Kirk Bowles, I'm Seth Golden. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode.
1: Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.